in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the Tech Today podcast, powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Mayetta. If you haven't visited us previously, check us out at techtoday.com, T-E-K-2-day.com. And we published at Tech Today a public company management team earnings call survival kit. You know, we're in an earnings season. Got this out the door. Would have been neat to have done it a couple of weeks ago, but it, the, the thought didn't cross my mind until earlier this week in listening to some earnings calls. And I felt compelled to put this deck together because I find that management teams too easily get their call hijacked by sell side guys. Look, if you, if you miss the quarter and it's a disaster, you know, you fall 10% short on revenue, you miss earnings by 10 cents, you take guidance down. I mean, if everything's going to hell in a handbasket, okay, you know, you got to take your lumps and you've got to answer every, anything and everything that the sell side guys throw at you. But in some of these earnings calls, I've noticed that the calls are getting lost in minutia, stuff that is what I believe to be inconsequential for some of the companies that, that I know. It's incumbent on the management team to reel the call back in. You know, it's your, it's your, it's your call. It's for investors as well, but it's, it's you, the management team, need to drive the message out to investors. You can't cover everything in an hour. So you got to focus on that which you believe is, is important. And what we advocate is that public companies put their prepared remarks from the earnings call. Publish those prepared remarks post-close, pre-call, so that buy side, sell side, and anybody else who's interested can go to your website and read the prepared remarks. And in those prepared remarks, you should include information around all the little detail, all the minutia that the sell side typically gets lost in during the earnings call. Put them in the 8K filing, i.e. The, the, the press release that gets filed. Include them in the prepared remarks in case people haven't had time to f- find a press release. They're looking at other stuff that gets published on FactSet because God knows you have, you know, from the buy side, you could have 50 companies reporting in a night. And sometimes the way that the, that detail gets, literally the way it gets formatted by services like FactSet and others, the way it gets formatted could, be, could make it difficult to, to read it. So if you publish prepared remarks, on your website with all the detail in the 8K and then some, if there's some detail that you don't put in the K and the Q that you want to put in uh, into the prepared remarks for additional color, you know, have all that stuff in a document that's that's easy to read. In addition, in addition to the prepared remarks, I advocate that you take much of that same data, if not all of it, that's included in the prepared remark, also visually represent that data in this earnings call handout that I'm referring to. So in our survival kit, which is an example, it's not meant to be completely comprehensive and it's not one size fits all, but it probably covers most, if not all, the important stuff for software companies, technology-enabled services companies, that, that type of thing. The old space that I used to traffic in, application software, infrastructure, you name it. And so we assembled a, a 12 or 13-page deck, the survival kit. The first couple of pages are examples of prepared remarks in, in bullet form, the stuff we would touch on. And then the remaining pages are visual representations of that data covered in the prepared remark. So visually represent what's in the text. So a visual representation of the outlook, a visual representation of revenue and revenue growth in a, in a bar chart with a growth axis, a visual representation of revenue and, and EBITDA stacked on top of each other, a visual representation of EBITDA margin, visual representation of non-GAAP EPS over time and EPS growth, cash flow. So if you view this document, it's 
I don't think we could have spelled it out in any more clarity than what you'll find here. And what you'll find here is very quickly assembled should you have the requisite inputs. And of course, everybody has the requisite inputs because they need that's what you're reporting on. I think that the, the element that will take the most time for management teams is the prepared remark and in, in, in getting that right. And ultimately, where you want to take the earnings call is, you know, here are the numbers. You know, we, we outperformed or in line, whatever, whatever the, the results were versus, versus estimates. But then talk about the why. So you've got to remember, if you're a management team, buy side, sell side, margins are getting squeezed in the business. You know, it, it, it's not a, a, a growth industry. Or while, while, while assets may be growing, assets under management may be growing, the number of people managing assets isn't necessarily growing. More and more is being done with less. You know, quant funds using other tools to provide some of the analysis. Index funds, which don't require people per se for the management side. It's only on the administration side that you'll find people. So point being, these PMs and, and analysts are being stretched thinner and thinner, both buy side and sell side. So what I advocate is spending more time on the earnings call, reminding investors of your story, reminding investors why you win deals. You know, we won X deals in the quarter. We brought in 80 million of new contract value. Largest deal in the quarter was 8 million. Here's why, right? We have the best CRM system in the world. We think it's the most intuitive. We think the user experience is best. It has the least amount of friction. It's a great value, makes it easy to share information. We have great analytics that sit on top of the data, so on and so forth. This is why we typically win. Or for a large enterprise technology company, you know, we typically win because the, the breadth and depth of our product and services portfolio. We believe we have best-in-class solutions, and when you bring those solutions together, the power of that, of that bundle you know, enables us to, to do some things that the competition can't replicate. And you probably shouldn't say a bundle because it's something that the FTC doesn't like. So if you run a lot of M&A as part of your strategy and you start using words like bundle, it may be harder to get deals done. Maybe harder to meet FTC approval. So remind investors of what the story is, why you win, what the customer value prop is. And secondarily, you know, we all know that you have competitors on the call, customers on the call. Remind your customers why it is that they chose you. And I'm not saying explicitly call them out on the call. I'm simply saying that while you're telling the, the, the story, they're going to hear the story as well. Remind your competitors why you beat them into the ground. Again, you're not calling them out explicitly. But as you tell the story, you're reminding them why they lost, why they didn't close the deal and you did last month, or why they weren't even part of the bake-off. Psychological warfare. And so invariably when the, the sell-side analyst comes onto the call late and asks for the you know, detail that's already been covered, you know, just say we already covered that. Or just say, hey, it's in the deck. And eventually you'll, you'll condition these guys to review the deck, the prepared remarks with the, with the graphics, to review that before they even get to Q&A. So they won't ask a stupid question that's on page one of the deck. And you could focus on the value drivers, the revenue drivers, the strategic stuff, the execution stuff that you believe is important and not get lost in some balance sheet item that's right in front of them and self-explanatory. It's all for now. See you next time.